Terrence Bud Crawford, your name is now in the history books, a name that will never be forgotten. How would you describe this totally dominant performance? Man, like I said before, I want to give an honor to God because without him, none of this would be possible. Man, man, I'm so blessed. I swear, I swear. Like I said before, I only dreamed of being a world champion. I'm an overachiever. Nobody believed in me when I was coming up, but I made everybody a believer. And I want to thank Spence and his team, like I told him, because without him, none of this would be possible for me right here tonight. To accomplish becoming... So no matter what you do, how hard you train, what weight you lift, you're gonna lose. I'm never ever gonna lose. Happening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the JMB Boxing Podcast here in the Colter Rumble Ranch in the Ball Sweat Studios. I'm your host, Whiskey J. The fight is over. Speculations, predictions over. We have an undisputed champ, and his name is Terrence Bud Crawford. We'll do a recap of his fight tonight, last Saturday night, and also other boxing news, boxing topic, boxing, everything. But this is a special, very slobber knocker episode. I'm here with two of my co-hosts from the Whittier Fight Club. Of course, my regular co-host, the one and only B-Ray in the motherfucking house. B-Ray? Hello. And ladies and gentlemen, he's uh, he's kind of my uh, 1A, 1B in the sense of combat of combat sports reviews and other bullshit. Me and him go at it at work and go at it on, even in the mic and off the, off the mic. The one and only, the very uh, illustrious, the, the Carnitas King himself, Gabe. You know what it is. Yeah. You know what it is. It's the Carnitas King, Big Poppy, Grandmaster G, G Money. <laughs> Damn, you got so many monikers than I A do. A lot of monikers, man. Too many monikers. You guys know what it is. Just so excited to be here. and Extremely excited. Extremely excited. We've been waiting for this all week, so. Yes. Fucking. Ready to go. I'm ready, I'm ready to go, dude. I'm ready to throw down. So before we start this episode, uh, this is something I was talking to the guys about. I want to make this disclaimer right away. We're going to give 100% full credit and validation to Terrence Bud Crawford's performance last oh, Saturday night. Yeah, for sure. What he did was great, everything like that. Everything we'll talk about after Bud Crawford, all the speculations, all the hoopla of what happened to Spence is just that. It is in no way invalidating what Terrence, uh, what Terrence Crawford did last Saturday night. It is not valid. It's not, it's not making it a void. It's, bus- it's, it's us as, as a... As fans of the sport, talking about what we saw and what we think happened because let's just start. Let's say it, it was just fucking shocking. Fuck yeah, it was. It was shocking to that see what you saw a nine round demolition of a top flight fucking champion, a pound for pound stablemate. Destruction, annihilation, 
It was, all, it was pretty much one-sided. It was uh, one-sided. Fuck. A burial. What's what it was. So, real quick, our predi- last week's prediction, I had Errol Spence winning a very tough but unanimous decision. B-Ray, you had Errol Spence winning too? Split decision. Split decision. And then you put, at uh, last minute, you put in your predictions <laughs> That you had Crawford winning in the in the poll, a close uh, a close fight. Yeah, that's what you told me when you showed up to the house and told me, "Hey, I got a close." We were all fucking wrong, except for you. <laughs> you predicted the right winner, but in the sense of, but I had no idea that the fight was going to be that one sided. <sighs> Let's yeah. just put. I'm just. I, I usually toot my own horn. Yeah, yeah. But I had no idea, and I was shocked that the fight was a fucking beatdown. It was a beatdown. I mean, all credit to Crawford. Um, technically, great foot movement, defense. Positioning in the punches, um, slowed the pace down to his favor, was just an imposing fighter from round two to all the way to round nine. Um, I think uh, they they did their homework. They, I mean, this, this, this is what you're supposed to do at this level when you're at this stage fighting the, tough, the biggest fight of your career, the, the fight that everyone's comparing to Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearn, Duran, all the, all the great fights of the 80s you're being compared to. So, of course... Anything less is not expected from him. It's you're it's top of the line shit, and you saw top of the line shit last Saturday night against a very game fighter who um, we'll talk about later. We'll talk about in the next couple minutes. But I want to focus on Terence Bud Crawford's performance alone. Just fucking to me, this reminded me as close enough to Bernard Hopkins' execution of Felix Trinidad. Yeah, I know. Some people were kind of saying that. It was just a demolition. Like, everyone was like, what the fuck? I think it was worse. No, it's worse, but it's it's up to par close enough to where, you know, everyone was shocked. Like, what the fuck? Because I can remember another high-stakes fight Yeah, when it was 1A versus 1B that was just totally just destruction. Yeah. Because, I mean, we've seen fights against, you know, like, let's say Mayweather versus Canelo, you know, Mayweather... Beat Canelo, you know, he, he controlled the fight. He won 11 rounds, maybe 12 rounds, right? Mm-hmm. But he never really, like, it just destroyed him. Like, just had him out, had him hurt, and, you know, that that didn't happen. But, but last Saturday was just something else, dude. Like, I'm still, like, fucking thinking about it. You're still trying to decode. You're still trying I'm to... I'm still trying to fathom it. I'm yeah. still trying to fathom the fact that this guy who we thought what was Terrence Crawford's equal? Yeah, and it didn't look that way. It looked like a fucking mismatch. Yeah, it it really did look like a mismatch. But credit, like I said, credit to to Terrence Crawford for executing the right game plan, for controlling the distance, for you know everything that he did, keeping the keeping the fight in the in in his range, his wheelhouse. Basically, that's just the great thing. He, he kept- was a ring general. Yeah. It was no. He after like by, by like what the third round, which he kept saying, Jay kept saying, "This is where the dog the dog fight's gonna happen." I felt after the Crawford second round took over from there. I felt after the right. second round, Spence. I thought Spence was gonna have to dig, bite down on his mouthpiece, right. make sure that the dentures didn't fall off, <laughs> bite down, and then make it, and then force the fight early now into a dog fight. And it wasn't a dog fight. It, it was basically Terrence Crawford dog walked yeah. uh, Earl Spence and. I mean, it's true. I'm, I'm not uh, exaggerating here. He walked them, walked them down. Catch uh, the the. I didn't. I get to watch the fight live. I mean, I ordered it. We. Mm-hmm. I mean, we ordered it, and I was you know entertaining guests. You know, but I was watching here and there. I got the opportunity to watch it the following day, and just the the foot movement, the the positioning, the the catch and shoot 
everything was just beautifully the like, accuracy. The pinpoint accuracy of this guy landing. It's almost like he knew where he was going to be at at all times. Yeah, and you never saw him really waste any punches either. No, everything know? was Mm-mm. very calculated. Very, very He was calculated. a surgeon. He was slicing and dicing where he needed to, making the cuts, bleeding him out, and then finally getting the knockdown. You know, the ref, Harvey Doc. I, I, I don't contest the stoppage. I best no. fight should have stopped two rounds ago instead of yeah, right, exactly. People were were complaining. To I that. was I was I was. Well, you're right. You kept saying I something was watching like that. a fight with uh, with your with your homie. I, I forgot what his name was. <laughs> Jose. Shout Jose. Out to Jose. Shout out to him if he's listening. Um, and I kept telling him this fight's gonna end in the ninth round. But after the sixth round, when Terence Crawford really started to walk him down, where he really started to put more mustard in those punches, I I kept telling like, bro, they uh, they need to stop this fight before this guy really gets hurt. Before he gets, you know, permanent damage from this fucking fight. Because it looked like that type of fight. If you saw Earl Spence's face, you saw he was bleeding. You know, he saw he was breathing hard. He, We're, we're going to get into it a yeah, little bit more. Yeah. I just like I said, I want to, like, fully focus on the Terrence Crawford. b what was your the other, like, any thoughts on this fight of Crawford's performance? Thinking overall? back, too, um, I'm, disapp- I'm kind of disappointed. Because I expected this to be a fucking competitive fight. So, in a way, I'm disappointed. But I'm proud, right? I'm proud of this happened, right? The best fighting the best. We got an undisputed champion. But I was just disappointed that we didn't get to see a competitive fight that I thought we were going to see. I thought that. Like I said, I think I you told me and I looked at you and I said, okay, then he's going to have to pick up the pace because the competitiveness in Errol Spence is not going to allow this to happen. No, no, and no. it he was com- competitive in the sense that he didn't give up. Like Mm-mm. I never saw an ounce of him going, yeah, I'm done. Like he kept. Marching on, he kept going. He kept going. Fuck hopefully, yeah. kept getting up, kept getting yep. up. Get all credit to Earl Spence about that. He kept getting up. He didn't quit on. He didn't quit uh, on us. He kept going until the ref kind of said, yeah. you've, "You've had enough, son." Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's in him to fucking quit. No, it's That's not in him. Not I him. think mm-hmm. he, if it would have gone twelve rounds, he would have taken a twelve round beating. <sighs> if 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 Earl, I mean, if Earl, if Crawford wanted to drag this fight on longer, he could have dragged this on longer. I think. I think. He, I think out of respect, I don't think he put him away that year. I think I want to say I want to say it, and it's a bold it's a bold statement. I honestly think he was pulling some of those punches. Uh, yes, I, I, I agree. Yeah. No, no, I agree because I, I think uh, out of respect for him. If, like, yeah. if he if in the second round when he dropped Spence with a jab, no less. I think he thought like I got this guy. Oh no, he yeah, he, he walked that. away yeah. with the grin, kind of like oh, I, I got that, him in the back. I'm I like got, I got this guy. I'm like and, oh shit. Like and, I rewatching in sober now. I go oh he knew after the second round he caught him. And and he knew like if I pick up the pace and I really start to pour it on on him like I mean give this guy a fucking onslaught of punches in the next round I'm gonna stop him. But I do believe that he did pull his punches because if not if he wouldn't have done that. And he would have ended early. It would have been like, oh well, you know, what a shitty, what a shitty night, you know. Like mm-hmm. he, he should have. Uh, this was a complete mismatch, you know, in three rounds. That's what I think. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I want to say it's out of respect. Because that's the thing. There was no bad blood amongst these guys. No. no. Even Crawford mm-hmm. admitted it. There was it, no it was bad blood. Like it was the media, right? That's what he said. The media, the tra- media. and the trainers talking shit. <laughs> it was the trainers. And the fans. And the fans. It was the fans, the media, Bomac, Derek. They're the ones. These guys were just like, 
I'm gonna beat you. No, I'm gonna beat you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna saute you. I'm the big fish. That's as far as <laughs> I'm gonna I fry think, you. Yeah, I'm gonna fry you. I'm gonna say, you know, I'm gonna, you're gonna have some fucking, you know, some, some crawfish, crawfish. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. Like that's as much as the, the shit talking's gonna yeah, get to. They got me hungry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's as far as the shit talking got to. It yep. didn't get to anything else. And they kind of more were like, okay, we're gonna leave it in the ring and we're gonna see what happens. And they did, and we saw what happens. Crawford demolished them. Crawford outboxed them. Crawford picked them apart, and at the end, Harvey Duck stopped the fight. Good, good stoppage. Good stoppage. Yeah, he becomes the two becomes only what the only male to become undisputed in two weight classes. Two weight classes. In the four, four belt era. In the four, four belt yeah. era. Canelo Fuck. hasn't done that. Charlo will be come trying to come do that in September thirtieth, which mm-hmm. you know, Winter Fight Club. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I say, yeah, I know. Yeah. September 30th, yeah. I, I, I would like to do it. Okay. Uh, okay. Of there course. you go. There you go. Announce yeah. September 30th. What are your fight club? You have to. It's been, a, it's been a long time, by the way. I know, I know. I feel like it's been a long, long time. Long, long time. I, I'm kind of glad that we didn't do it for What Your Fight Club for last second. I think <laughs> the emotion, I think, I don't think we would have been able to articulate that good of emotion. Yeah. I think it, live, it would have been like our faces like, yeah, remember the the Undertaker when they the streak got broken? It was yeah, like, yeah, that would have been, 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 like been us. I would have shocked. Yeah, exactly. That would that would have been us. That would have literally been us on like the whole line. Like it would have been dead silence for like the next three rounds. Going, what the fuck are we so, watching? It, it sound like a fucking funeral, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would have sobered up right there. I'm like, oh, damn. Uh, uh, all right then, guys. All right, guys. So. We're gonna cut the feed so early tonight. <laughs> okay, there was a massive beating that it was it, to me. Kudos to Crawford. Yeah, of course. Uh, I the better man won. I didn't get a chance this week to do my pound for pound list. Hopefully, um, comes Monday morning, I will unveil my pound for pound list. But I'll give you a sneak peek. Terrence Crawford is number one. I was about to say, I'll, yeah. I'll say this right now. In a way, fought this week, this past week. I fought on Tuesday. Crawford fought on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Crawford had a better performance in a way. In a way, destroyed a great guy like Volton, not great guy, a good fighter like Fulton. But I think what Crawford was able to do puts him at number one pound for pound. I fucking agree. I think it ascended him. I, I think, think it, the destruction. It's a momentum. It's a momentum. It's a momentum. But he's also ascends and like because honestly, you could kind of interchange in a way or Crawford. But I think the the destruction of his equal just put him to the next level mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, but of course, there's people that disagree. That of course, people still think you know. Are what? we gonna get into that? I don't know if you want to. There's certain people that literally says, "I don't give a fuck what you say." Anyway, is number one. Oh, regardless no. of of the outcome, someone some people have been saying, no matter the outcome of Saturday well, night, you gotta look about. You gotta look about what happened. Okay. I agree. Anyway, one a what? Totally. Another way, a third weight class, uh, fourth weight class. I think right, third, fourth weight class. He it's, was. Uh, let's see. Wasn't he at flyweight? He's a one eighteen. He just fought a one twenty two. So he started at flyweight. Okay. Super flyweight, bantamweight, super bantamweight. So, okay, so, so four, four. Four. Okay, fourth, okay, fourth weight class. Okay, fourth weight class. He becomes a lineal champion of. He's got the undisputed. He's he, a undisputed and, uh, and one. Okay, okay, he was undisputed at one eighteen, right? Yeah. And then right here he beat the the best guy the at one twenty two. So he only has one guy to beat at one twenty two, which is Marlon Tapales. He's a Filipino. and then he'd become a two time. Then he'll be a two time undisputed champion as well. I think it's always gonna be a competition amongst those two, mm-hmm. but. You got to imagine Crawford undisputed at one forty, undisputed at one forty seven. Yeah. yeah, and also keep in mind that the that the welterweight division has always been the most the prestigious. Oh, fuck yeah! You know, with all the, the the greatest fighters of all time, all, the welterweight to the middleweights. You know, you got 
the greatest names arguably and the sports history and the and the rich history of boxing. So there those I mean, are I think like you said, one forty seven and one sixty and in between one fifty four are have mm-hmm. been the have been like the pillars that hold boxing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like for, for you know, the heavyweights were important, but the true boxing fans I think realize that, you know, the middleweights and I do mean like the you know, one forty seven to one sixty pounders have always been like the pillars of the sport. And the guys who, you know, that everybody, arguably everybody says, like, has had the greatest fighters of all time. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, I, I I mean, I'm holding. If Again, I'll give you my first two. Crawford, number one. And always number two. That, and then I, I'll, I my, the rest of the list I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give out on Monday morning. Yeah. I'll, I'll put out the list for pound for pound. Um, So, let's get the elephant out of the room. We just praise Terrence Crawford for the next for the last 10, 15 minutes. Errol Spence Jr., Everyone has been speculating. Everyone has given their opinions from Boxing Ego to the Boxing Voice to Dante's Boxing Nation to any hole-in-the-wall boxing podcast, including yourselves tonight, has given their opinions. Um, I will openly say I've heard some of these opinions. Mm -hmm. I'm giving my opinion, not swayed by anybody. This is the opinion that I've had. I think since me and Gabe spoke about this since Monday morning, I have not swayed. I have not moved to the oh yeah no no I've kept the same story with you Gabe and Gabe you can you can yeah, like, you've been keeping the same energy so same energy <laughs> I've not swayed by going oh like when because I've I've seen but uh, other podcasts uh, podcasts they'll, they'll go one way and then the, uh, this video that popped up was it yesterday or a couple of days ago I would say a couple of days ago and then everyone's going this way and then you had guys like Ray Boom Boom Mancini <laughs> not Zoom Zoom like some podcast <laughs> said Ray Boom Boom Mancini Sugar Shane Mosley Roy Jones all these other fighters who have given their right. opinion and now they're now they're swaying to the other side so what I'm gonna say and and I think Gabe me and Gabe have been very consistent of what we're gonna say right now because we've been talking about this shit's Monday we've been talking about since I think Saturday night Saturday night if I was drunk, so I've had time, but Monday, <laughs> Monday to today, I'll and B-Ray. All right, so we have a sober uh, whiskey, whiskey <laughs> And then B-Ray, me and you kind of like, I, I've tried to avoid the conversation because I want to yeah. hear your take about it. So I know me and Gabe are going to say, but I want to get your take. What was your impression of Earl Spence? And, and after that, what's your impression of what everyone is speculating? Well, I mean, it, confusion. Like, just, like, what happened? Like, I'm, I... I'm I'm telling myself I don't want to say what a lot of people are going to be saying, like oh he stayed too long in there. Like I I didn't want to sound like okay that's a easy excuse to make. Mm-hmm. Like I kept saying that I don't think it probably that it was just confusion. I didn't know what the fuck happened at the end. I'm just gonna end by saying you know what maybe could be a possibility that yeah maybe he did stay there a little too long. Maybe he did overtrain. But at the end of the day, like, I can't... There's no excuse. No. There's no fucking excuse. Like, I tell some people, like, at the end of the day, I got to give them credit. So I'm not going to easily say, well, Crawford beat a, you know, a beat down... A handicap. Handicap, right? Uh, Spence. But, uh, I'm but, giving Crawford the credit. But also, you got to know, Crawford even said, I struggled to I make struggled the weight. I struggled to make the weight. It was just happened to be that one guy was more... You're, I mean, in your sense, you're saying one guy was more... More handicapped. More handicapped. Than the, the other guy was yep. good enough. This guy, exactly. Okay. That's how I'm kind of seeing it right now. And for me, in my opinion, I agree. He shouldn't. I don't think he even should good for the fucking rematch. My opinion. I think he should. He should move up to 154. No reason for 147. He should move to 154, which he did say that. Spence oh, well, sort of said it on the uh, on his what Instagram page, Twitter. I think Twitter, right? Instagram. Instagram. Oh, okay. He switched to Instagram. Right. He switched it. Uh, his record, which is what 28 and one. 
Something like that, huh? With I forgot how many knockouts, mm-hmm. and then you put 154 and then the shark, which is big fish. <laughs> yeah, big fish. Are <laughs> and, then, and then put former WBC, WBA, <clears throat> and IBF yeah, World Three Champions. Here we champs, go. So. Yep. So for me, he should actually move from 154 and get some wins. Stay away from Crawford for the moment. That's what I think for Spence. Okay. Gabe? Man. I said it on Saturday before the fight started. This is something that swayed my opinion because I was going back and forth with you for probably weeks mm-hmm. about, you know, as the fight gets closer, you start talking about a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, and the hype gets, you know, bigger and bigger. Um, and and I, I told you it was too close to call. I didn't know. This is a really, really a fight that we don't know. We don't know who's going to win mm-hmm. beforehand. And then... I started watching the the Ugas fights, and I said, "Man, Spence, he doesn't look like the killer that he used to be. He does. He he's not as 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 impressive to me. You know, he got dropped. He got hurt a, a couple of times in that fight. Never seen him get dropped. Never seen him get hurt. He didn't get dropped in the Ugas fight. He did. Oh, I mean, he got hurt. My bad. Okay. He got, well, he got hurt. Was word. Yeah, he, and he I thought that Ugas kind of was shocked when when he hurt when he hurt him." Because he never went for the kill. He just kind of stood there. And then going into this fight, into the Crawford fight, um, I, I, I kept saying it. I was like, bro, I, I think the accident really is going to be a factor. Like, going through the, a, a, a big accident, which they said he didn't really suffer, like, any major... Beforehand, they, that's what they said, right? He's very lucky to be walking and talking and... And, you know, he had, like, some broken bones and, you know, maybe, like, a concussion or something like that. Some loose teeth. Some mm-hmm. loose teeth, yeah. So he, they broke his teeth or whatever. His teeth got broken, whatever. Um, and that, that's honestly what, what I, I kept saying to Jose. Shout out to Jose. Like, I don't think he's going to he, he's gonna be Crawford because I think the accident took a lot away from him. And he's fighting arguably the best fighter in the world. It's different when you fight Danny Garcia, when you fight Jordana Sugas, because those guys are not as good as Terrence Crawford. They don't have the power that Terrence Crawford has. And, you know, I saw him walk into a ring, and his his face, bro, like the, the fucking bags under his eyes, like he looked dry. He, I don't know if you guys noticed that, or, or maybe it's just my eyes fucking, you know, mm-hmm. deceiving me, but he looked dry. He looked, you know, clumsy. He looked lethargic. He just, he, he looked like he lacked energy. Even before the fucking first round started. Saw him come out in the first round and, you know, he looked decent. He was throwing punches. Um, I didn't think he looked as fast as he usually does or like being on his toes. And after the second round, I thought like, man, this isn't the same guy, honestly. I don't know what's wrong with him or what happened. This was before, like, all the speculation, all the videos that has been surfaced on the Internet. And he just started taking an ass beating. And I, I, I feel like, when the fuck was the last time you ever saw Spence take a fucking ass beating? I can't remember. I can't remember. When was the last time that you saw Terrence Crawford look that good? And that's one of the, the things that the guy was pinpointing in the video. I, I forgot who was a... Uh, I forgot the video of the podcast. Yeah, I, I forgot. I, I forgot. I feel like BDA boxing or something like that. I think so. 
And but that's what I was thinking. I was watching the fight, and that's when I told uh, Jose. I, I said, "This guy, this is not gonna go past the ninth round. He's gonna stop him in the ninth round." And it felt like every single punch that Terence Crawford was landing, like every time he wanted to, he would hurt him. It was yeah, it was hurting him. And and then you kept seeing like the the, the fatigue, the everything that that it was all just coming to place now. Mm-hmm. This guy overtrained. This guy was probably dehydrated because he couldn't make the weight anymore, right? Th- this guy has residual issues with the fucking accident. That's what I believe. <laughs> I, I think so. And he just fought the better man. He just fought a, a way better fighter in there. Yeah, because I, I think I would have chosen uh, Terence Crawford uh, to beat Earl Spence either way. But I thought it was going to be way closer. Mm-hmm. So I think those were the that's what went wrong. This guy was overtrained, dehydrated, and the car crash really really affected him. Do you think he comes back? Um, I think he comes back and fights. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you guys right now. If he fights Tim Zhu, he gets knocked out brutally. Fuck, like brutal. Like like, think about Paul Williams versus uh, uh, Sergio Martinez. That kind of knockout. Well, like like that bad. He fights that guy Brian Mendoza or um, or Tim Zhu, and he gets he gets put to sleep, bro. I think I think. Not only did Terrence Crawford beat Earl Spence, I think he beat the career out of Earl Spence. And I'm going to end with that. Fuck. Bold statement. Uh, um, wow. That's, I, and I knew something was wrong, too, because I don't give a fuck who you are. You cannot easily withstand Spence's, Spence's fucking punches, especially to the body. That's one of the things I forgot to mention. I knew something was wrong out here. There's no fucking way I said Crawford could withstand that easily of his um, punches. When I was watching the fight Saturday when I, from the angle I was mm-hmm. at, Right away, you saw wasn't my turn now, so I was giving the fans out. <laughs> uh, I saw the, the there was no snapping jab. He again, I agree with Gabe. He looked very lethargic in the ring, unbalanced, um, dry. Even in the first round, he didn't even look like he was breaking a sweat. It was kind of like you know, like B Ray said, shocked. Watching it again on Sunday and then watching highlights again, I stand to believe. I don't believe it's neurological because I don't want to be- I don't think I want to believe that. You can't tell me neurological when you just you saw him fight arguably maybe one of the top three, top four at the time, best welterweights in the world, Danny Garcia, and then he fought maybe arguably the top three best welterweight in your Dennis Ugas, or number two, because you know we got Crawford and Spence A one A one A and one B. And he basically demolished both of them. Did he take some lickings? Yes. But He's been taking lickings even when he fought Sean Porter. He's always taking them. It's just that this time we, I think we we kind of hold that car crash over his head because you know nobody survives that type of shit unscathed. Mm-hmm. Nobody. I don't give a fuck who you are. Um, do I believe that boxing is sketchy and shady? Yes, I do. <laughs> but am I gonna sit here and say? That the Texas Commission and Las Vegas Commission allowed a man who probably couldn't pass a neurological test and approve them. If he was making Floyd Mayweather or Canelo money, I say yes. They will fucking they will they will they will write him off approved. Yes, but he's not a fucking bank. He's not an economy. Floyd Mayweather was an economy. Canelo was an economy. I'll say this right now: for this magnitude of a fight. This magnitude of a fight, ladies and gentlemen, 
they started early before the main event of UFC 291. Yeah. For this magnitude of fight, when has that ever happened? In the in boxing versus MMA, never. For this magnitude, it's like saying that Manny Pacquiao and Mayweather have to wait for whatever UFC pay per view to to. They always oh, gotta hurry up because that, their main events about to mm-hmm. Gaethje versus fucking Poirier is about to. We gotta finish. Yeah, remember Canelo versus Kovalev? Oh they, my they god! Waited, that to waited. me showed that showed that the marketability of Canelo is not there. No. That you had to wait for the UFC. This to me showed. That they weren't that comfortable with this fight. So when I hear he has neurological issues, what I see is neurological issues. You're gonna sit here and tell me that the commissions of both the the state of the Texas and state of Nevada were gonna approve a man to go mm-hmm. into a ring and do this? Fuck no, he's not an economy. No. Nope. If again, if this was Floyd Mayweather, Canelo Alvarez, I agree. I I agree 100 that this guy that some that the that the greed to put this man's life in danger. Outweighs everything. Fuck it. If he wants to go get his head beat up, who am I to say anything? We're gonna make we're gonna make two hundred million dollars, boys. Fuck it. Put him out there. This Mandingo fight this shit. Whatever. <laughs> Just put him out there. So I want to on my side, my opinion. I want to take the neurological issues off the table. Yeah. On oh. my side, I know Gabe said his thing, and my side, I'm taking it off the table, and I've stand by this since day one. This guy sense. Yeah. is overtrained. This guy for the last year and a half has. Has um, categorically said, I cannot make 147 pounds. I'm only going to stay if I get the Crawford fight. I can't make the weight anymore. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't make it. This is my last fight at 147. Mm-hmm. If I can't get Crawford, then I move up. This guy has categorically has been talking about this for the last year and a half. Yeah. I felt the last two, the, this fight, which we're watching right now against Danny Garcia, and the next fight, if we continue to keep Ugas, podcasting, uh-huh. Ugas fight, where his last two great fights at Walter Wade. I think that I take no credit away from Terrence Crawford. I think Terrence Crawford beat Errol Spence. Yes. Boxed him beautifully. Bet he fought a drained fighter. I honestly think that Errol Spence peaked a week before the fight. I honestly think mm-hmm. they miscalculated. They didn't hold him back. I think he made weight. Gabe, even even Gabe, kind of me and Gabe talked about it. I honestly think he's been training way before the fight got announced. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, we had said, right? Like, I think he was training before the fight started, before yeah. the fight was announced. So you do, you got an eight and a half week training camp. This guy was probably training for 13, 16 weeks already. Probably, yeah. Fuck. And and then right now in Texas, one hundred and fourteen to the highest one hundred and twenty degrees. And then you come to Vegas, it's one hundred and twelve, one hundred and fourteen degrees. I think he shed the weight. I think he shed the weight so quick. I think he made weight, and they fucking star. And then they had to starve his ass to death to come to to so he wouldn't go up and weight. I think they controlled his eating, but they still worked them. They still worked them, thinking, okay, well, you know, the heat they'll take it, they'll shed the weight. We'll keep working, we'll keep fine tuning you, we'll cut down on some of the eating, we'll cut down some of the water, you know, but you'll sweat it all out anyways. And come fight night, you'll make come the way in, you'll make the weight, but don't worry, we have twenty four hours to rehydrate your ass. This guy was dry as bones. That's why his eyes were popping. That's why his cheekbones. That's why he looked dry as fuck. He fought a drained fighter. I honestly think Spence's team thought that they were going to rehydrate him in time, that he was going to come in. And I think they were thinking, okay, well, because this is the thing. Boxing rumors were have was I never heard not one time the rumor was that Errol Spence was having a hard time making weight. I kept hearing and that Crawford was the one having the issues making the weight. That, and then the pictures mm-hmm. that were surfacing of Crawford looking dehydrated for the fight. 
days before the weigh-in that he looked yeah, dehydrated. His fucking cheeks looked all sucked in. Yeah, and like, you yeah. Know. I heard that it was him. So to so it's funny that now there's certain podcasters and certain social media platforms that were all about Crawford. Crawford's Crawford's not going to make weight. Crawford's dehydrated. He you know he, you know all these excuses for Crawford coming out. He looks he looks great. He looks like a million bucks. We forget about the pictures where his face is all sucked in. He looks dry as fuck. He looks like a crackhead. We forget about that. And right away, we see Earl Spence look almost identical to him. Sucked in face, eyeballs popping out, lethargic, all neurological issues. Now, he was overtrained. I think they held him back. They thought the rehydrate, they were going to be able to rehydrate just in time to get there and perform that. Again, anybody who's had to cut weight drastically can see that this guy had to do it. You even got guys from old school fighters like Ray Boom Boom and see who who comes from the era where these motherfuckers didn't have sports science. It was more like this cup of water and this small unsalted cracker is all you're going to eat today. And you're going to go run five miles after that. And that's how we're going to make the weight. And you're going to put a sauna suit on. And that's how we're going to show the old school training. No sports science. This guy had sports science, and they still were able to fuck. We're botching it. Jeez. I think that's that, that's my theory. I how, think he was overtrained. Yes. How hard do you think they had to push his body to? I think he was pushed to the like, like to a limit. Because I, I there's this there's a, a video that that I've thought about where it's um, Chris Cyborg where she's cutting weight. Oh, she's shaking and she's oh, crying. Shit. No, she's crying, dude. Yeah. She's in a in the fucking tub and she's like. Shaking, shivering, like like crying. So, and, and at that point, a lot of a lot of guys are saying, "Look, she's dehydrated," and you don't know that, or like the the public, general public doesn't know that, mm-hmm. but that can kill her. Yeah, because uh, you know you're you're so dehydrated, you don't have any salt in you, you don't have any like no. electrolytes in you, and, and you know you're you're talking about a Spence who is probably walking around at 170 pounds. Yeah. No, like, yeah. like I think that's the weight that he walks around. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I, not I, like I think Charlo. He admitted that. Not like, yeah. uh-huh. not like Charlo. They're probably walking about one seventy five pounds. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. And 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 he's thirty three years old. He's not a fucking young gun. You know what I mean? He's not young anymore. Where he could fucking fluctuate that weight. He's a guy who's who's thirty three. Who has who? Let's say in thirty three, you're already kind of old in boxing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're already like okay. He's kind of coming out of his or. <laughs> He's like in his prime, but like in the latter stages of his prime. Yeah, he's like a tail end to his prime. Yeah. So yeah. that weight cut was so fucking brutal that we saw that shit unraveling on Saturday night. And and I believe that. I actually do believe that. Um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not gonna toot my own horn and say I'm a, I'm a fucking physical specimen like Spence, but I've when I was training for those three weeks, constantly doing two days training, I felt I think the week the week of bef- the week of the weigh in. I think it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday. I worked out and it was one of the best workouts I had. Everything was fucking. My timing was right on my jab, my right hand, my foot movement. Everything was great. The running when I ran those three miles, I ran it like I felt like I peaked right there. That was like my peak level I can get at that moment. I mean, I, I'm and this is me saying I peaked it. After that, <laughs> after that, a couple of days later, I felt like okay, whatever. Like the day that Friday, the weigh in. I was dehydrated as fuck. I didn't have no fucking water. I had, I, w- I was lethargic. Luckily, I had fucking uh, my trainee Max with me. Yeah, right, right. He right. did all the work that day. Remember, I even, I even, you even go, are you good? And I'm like, I'm fucking tired. I haven't had a, fu- I haven't had coffee. I haven't had fucking water. 
I go, at best I was doing push-ups and, jack, and jumping jacks just to cut a just to cut a couple ounces off my fucking weight that day. Fuck. I remember. Yeah. Yes. I remember that I saw you. Hey, you're good. And your <laughs> eyes were all his eyes were all sucked in. Yeah. Oh, I so I mean, again, you're talking about not a physical specimen, not ready for a fight. I'm just getting for a weigh-in. Mm-hmm. So imagine that I had to do that, and then the next day I had to fight. Like, so you're telling me I and I gotta mm-hmm. eat correctly. I just can't stuff my fat ass with everything. <laughs> Same thing with Spence. You can't just here eat pasta, eat pizza, eat bread. No, no, you gotta feed this motherfucker mm-hmm. to put back some nutrients in his body. Yep. Not enough time after. I think after keeping him a week of whatever they withheld from him, starved. Yeah, they probably starved him. They probably fed him like. Yeah. Like little pockets of food pockets here and there. Of, yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple sips of water. Just enough so he doesn't fucking die. Yeah, just enough. And let's go work out two hours. Let's sweat it out. Whatever we put in your body, let's sweat it out. <laughs> and I think they did that. And I think they thought, okay, come Friday. As soon as we're done with the win, let's go home. Make you some dinner. Let's get some Gatorade. Let's get some electrolytes in you. Not enough. And that's a performance you saw from him. Because you can't explain anything. Because when you watch a performance like this, you watch Uga's. Does that guy? Does this look like a guy that was neurologically damaged? Well, I think those effects, like they're 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 progressive. I don't think it's all it happens all at once. I think it, I think if anything, and I'll say this, and I'll move on to what I think will happen next. I think it was everything added up. I think it's the car crashes because I, everyone forgets he got into two car crashes. He got mm-hmm. into the one that he flipped his Lamborghini, and then he got into the car crash where he was just driving casually, and he got hit by this third teenage girl. Can't I keep forgetting about that one? And yeah. then you also forget the detached retina. Yep. So and then now then he got to count into a maybe a 13, 14, 15 week training camp, fucking overtrained, peaked, was probably deprived of food, and they thought they can rehydrate him in twenty four hours. That shit ain't gonna happen. Add all that up, and then the pressure of this fight. Add all that up. I don't give a fuck who you are. Any other person would have co- any other person would have collapsed under the lights. This yeah. guy performed as a fucking warrior. If anything, we should give this guy credit. Oh, fuck yeah! Again, I'm giving. We gave Terrence Crawford all the credit in the world. Mm-hmm. This is my theory. This is what I believe in. That I think that he was a compromised fighter. But so was Spence. But Spence was just a better man that night. Crawford. Crawford. Thank you. Crawford was just a better man that night. Let, let me ask you this question, or sure. I'll last uh, be Ray, and then you, and you know the listeners. If if uh, Earl Spence moves up to 154, which he and, will, I think which, so. which he which he will, yeah, and he gets his ass beat so bad, and I mean worse than this one, or he gets put out just like I like I'm predicting like right predicted? now. Uh-huh. So so you guys save this episode because you know I'm fucking I'm gonna be right about this, <laughs> but and, and that happens. Would you say? This is no longer pretty much about the weight. Maybe he does have those neurological issues. That's going to come into question, yeah. I want to say you're no. Gonna, you're going to start thinking. I think it is. Like, I don't what think the fuck? so. Like, what's up? Or at least, at least it's going to make me go like, okay, him and his team really have to think about now. Like, all right, should he continue? What the fuck? I don't think he should fight the remaining of this year. No, I agree too. If I'm his team. Fuck no. I'm, I'm in the, if I'm in that corner, I wouldn't fight this year. I would let your body recoup because you put your body through hell. You took a beating. Add it. Add, add all the add uh, all the incidents: the two car crashes, the retat, detached retina, whether or not he it's re, it's a, a, a was neurological stuff. Let's give you a year. You know you had a great you've the, you've had a great run right now. Fuck you've yeah. earned a shitload of money. Let's just rest. The rematch will be there. The people will clamor for it. I think he moves up to one fifty four. I think he'll be a beast. 
I think we all, I think if anything showed us that last Saturday night was two things. Errol Spence is actually one of the best fighters in the world. And two, Errol Spence has got to be the most competitive fighter out there because any other fighter would have gave up right there, and he didn't give up. No. He came back. He kept fighting. Even though he knew that he was compromising that fight, he he thought, I, I'll probably, if I can land the what-if punch, <laughs> maybe I can muster enough strength to get this guy out. He never gave up. And I think that's the mentality that I think will take him to 154 and beat up these guys because I think he's a natural he's a natural big guy. I think I think he'll compete toe to toe. Is he going to be at that elite level like where he was beating up these welterweights? Probably not. Probably I think not. I think we will, I think we won't notice a slight decline because you don't take a beating like that and come back and be the same again. I think he'll have to reinvent himself a little bit differently now. 154, the same way Cotto did when he took the beating with with Margarito. His style changed completely, yeah. drastically changed from being the the banger. It was more of like, okay, let me let me shave off a little of these punches off of me. Yep. I think if if I'm Earl Spence, if I'm competitive, I rewatch this fight. I take note of everything I did wrong, everything that got exposed to me. I correct it and I move on and I change it up a little bit. Because guess what? Everyone moving forward, anybody at 154 is gonna watch this performance now. Oh fuck yeah, they are! And you can't fight that. And I think if I'm and and if he's competitive like I think he is, I don't think he's gonna fucking allow that to happen anytime. Now, not again. Mm-mm. I disagree. I think that he's a compromised fighter for life. Um, and if he tries to fight the top 154 pounders, I think it's gonna be a bloodbath for but, him. Yeah, but let's, let's just be honest: 154 weak division. It's a weak division, but I mean, you. I got think it's the weakest since I think since Winky Wright left. <laughs> it's a weak division, but I think Tim Zhu and Brian Mendoza are. are it's a weak division. Bro. It is a weak division. I mean, it's no one forty. I mean, these guys are untested. These guys are not like so. It's kind of like. Mm. But I'm just saying that's my prediction. I think that if he fights either of those, especially Tim Zhu, I think Tim Zhu blasts blasts him out. I don't think and, so. And fast, and it's gonna happen so fast that. You're gonna remember what I, I told you so. today. I think, I think he dominates. I think he goes in. Well, this is the thing. I think he goes into 154. I think he becomes a world champion in 154. I think he has to go the route that I said that Deontay Wilder needs to get to get another crack at Tyson mm-hmm. Fury if he wants it. Is start racking up these fucking wins to to get yourself another fourth another fourth fight because after taking beatdowns in three fights, no one's gonna want to watch a fourth fight. You don't want to be Derek Chisora. You want yeah, to <laughs> for Earl Spence. I think he moves up 154. I think he takes a soft touch at 154, which smart let, move. Wait, yeah, he smart should. move. He should. Smart move, but. It is acceptable and deserving. Yeah, of course. Acceptable and deserving that he takes a soft fight at 154. I think Crawford's probably going to fight Tim Zoo. Yeah, I think that's the... For the, the WBO belt. Yeah, right? WBO. That's what we were talking about earlier, that uh, Charlo has... Charlo's not coming back. No, no. After after he fights Canelo, then the WBO is going to strip him yeah. of the WBO belt. Then I don't think he comes back. No, he's not going to come back because he's all, also a guy that I, I feel like he's outgrown the division. Oh, yeah. And he's a natural, like I said, probably walking around at 175, 180 He's a natural middleweight, super middleweight. Yeah. If, if, he, if, if he looks competitive against Canelo, you know. I think a, he stays at 168. Wow. I was going to ask that. Okay. If he, looks, if he looks competitive, if he gets wiped out, he'll move to 160. But if he looks slightly competitive mm-hmm. against Canelo Alvarez, he'll stay at 168. I think uh, Crawford fights Tim Zhu. And then I think the Constellation Prize is the winner of Danny Garcia, Ilislandi, Lara later That's this right. year. Yep. So then Crawford would be a five division world champion. Yep. So do you if if Crawford beats Tim Zhu and Charlo still has the IBF, WBA, and WBC belt, you think he's going to relinquish those belts either way? 
I think he really goes the belt. Or he does, you don't think he's going to be interested in fighting a Terrence Crawford? And depending on the money, baby. I think it depends so on the money. Yeah. <laughs> if the if money, it depends on the money, you hey, I think I'll say this. If Crawford if I'm going the route that I'm going, I think if Crawford beats Tim Zoo and then he waits for the winner of Danny Garcia Lara, fights Lara for the for lights fights for the WBA mm-hmm. and wins the middleweight championship, he becomes a five division world champ. There's no reason why Charlo should move down to one fifty four. Hey, Canelo wait this shit one fifty five for your middleweight belt. <laughs> yep. There we go. I think that, that the, the the way the thing is that they're gonna want to make uh Crawford a three time undisputed champion. And WBO, if you fight Tim Zhu, I think he's going to be the favorite in, in, in at that 30, fight. At 36 years old, how many fights is Crawford left? I don't think he's going to go. Well, he think... looked great. He looked great on Saturday. He looked like... Still, but how many fights? Like yeah, you said. How many, how many fights, fights can he have left? How many times can he go to the world as, and look great? As much as, he, as much as he's willing to fucking work for. Okay. Because you saw in the fight when Earl Spence was in the corner breathing hard, like, you know, he's gone through a whirlwind. And you saw Terrence Crawford with that stoic face, like, yeah, I'm going to get you. Well, because he did such a great job f- keeping that pace. Yeah. But and where he was comfortable, where he didn't have to, like, you but this know. Guy, this guy wasn't even fucking breathing, bro. He, he no. wasn't. He didn't, no, even he, have he, didn't look, look. he didn't even look like he was in a fight. No, he no. didn't. Fuck exactly. No. But yeah. you, you know what the thing is, though? Is will he? That's the thing about Crawford. Will he be too small for 154? I don't think so. You don't I, think so? I think, I think that, like you said, you said earlier, he's struggling to make 147. The guy's probably walking around at 160. I think that 154 is just going to be what six more six less. Pounds 160 is the cap I see him at. I don't see him moving any further than that. Yeah, I'm saying that's that the when, and his natural weight, like when he's walking around. No, no, yeah, I think but I'm saying like it, pounds. I know mm-hmm. I said 160. Now people are like, well, what about 168? Maybe you can fight Canelo. No, no, no. He already I said think, he 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 said no. There's no way I'm going to 168. No, nah, he said it. He's too small. Too fucking small for he's that. Too small for that weight class. I think even 160 would be kind of maybe a little bit too small for him. Maybe too big for him. Sorry, not too, too big. For him. How about this? We're, we'll see how 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 well he adjusts to one fifty four, because I think he's gonna do great. I think I think, so I think the knockout That's streak ends at one fifty four for him. Yeah, because they're, they're they're bigger. These now. guys are naturally bigger guys who don't have to suck up too mm-hmm. much weight like like the Waltoys do. Like you look, you fight a guy that had to suck up from one eighty to one forty seven, and you were able to mollywop him. You're gonna fight guys at one fifty four. They're you know coming down uh-huh. almost slightly, but they're not. That yeah. compromise. I think the knockout streak ends at 154. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see if the, the Tim Zoo fight mm-hmm. comes to, to fruition. And I do think these guys fight again. I, I, I don't want to yeah. see that fight ever again, honestly. You're I, telling me if Spence, let's just say in the what if realm, Spence comes back and goes on a roll, starts whacking 154 pounders, whacking them, whack, whack, whacking them. Like, like he doesn't show. Then maybe sign. the fight will make sense. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He right. goes to Deontay Wilder right away. Because remember, we said that I'm assuming that my thing is, I think. That the uh, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder are trying to eye themselves a fight, but I think they know that the market is not there anymore. Yeah, so nobody I, wants to really. Nobody cares about that. But fight. if Wilder goes out there and starts whacking fuckers like he whacked the other guy, and if he whacks Andy yep. Ruiz, and if he whacks Joshua, the fight now makes it more intriguing. Well, it's gonna be like I'm, I'm the last man standing for you to fight, or either fight Usyk or you fight me, and I, and, or you relinquish everything that you have and you retire from the sport, and nobody's ever gonna give a shit yeah. about you again. But I feel like. That's a lot of. That's a big if. If Spence beats these guys and whacks them and molly whops them or whatever, yeah, it's a big if. It's a it's big if. Everything we say moving forward, it's a yeah. big if. Mm-hmm. And my prediction is that he's not. He's never going to be the same again. And the moment that he gets touched up, he's going to go down. And I don't. I think Terrence Crawford is going to ascend, and Spence will decline. 
Last topic before we go into the whatever boxing we have left. People not clamoring. People not not clamoring, but people have been talking. Terrence Crawford is better than Floyd Mayweather. That prime for prime Crawford would be Floyd Mayweather. Oh, Everybody knows I'm a fucking homer for Floyd Mayweather. I'm not surprised by that fucking question people do. I, I'll just say this. Mm-hmm. Floyd was Floyd. Yeah. IQ for IQ, I think Floyd gets that. Speed for speed, I think Floyd was faster. Punch for punch, I think Crawford would. I think mm-hmm. Crawford cracks. Defense. Defense. Floyd. 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 I say. I'll say this, and I'll give you a roundtable, and we'll finish off, and then we'll go to boxing news. Split decision went Floyd Mayweather. I think that would be Floyd Mayweather's most competitive fight. I think so, too, man. At 147, fuck yeah. I think that would have been his... That 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 would have materialized if Zab Judah would have been fucking concentrated. And Zab, you know how Zab was competitive with him for yeah, four rounds? Yeah, he was, yeah. But then Zab fucking being undisciplined folded, and Mayweather, that would have been... This would have been Zab Judah 2.0. Yeah. I think for a while it would have done it. Floyd would have got... I think it would have been a tit for tap. I think Floyd would have been... Floyd psychologically, knowing how the ring ring generalship works, knowing the score, how to score fights, mm-hmm. would, have, would have squeaked it out. Barely his decision. I think Crawford would have taken his first loss. And I think so ended too. the knockout streak. I think so, too. I think that would have been one of the most competitive fights Floyd would be in. But at the end, he wins by decision. So I give it to Floyd. It, it, you know what? It's the problem that I have with a lot of the... Not just boxing fans, but sports fans in general. When they start talking about, oh, you know, Crawford won this fight, so that makes him better than this guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like you're so fast to anoint another guy as being, you know, better or yep. the best. Oh, he he's already – I heard as crazy as it sounds, people are already talking about this guy is going to be an all-time great. And I mean like, yeah, we gave him his flowers. Yeah, he had a dominant performance. Yeah, he's a great fighter in today's era, but – the lack of lack but, of resume, but the thing is, like when you when you talk about the greatest fighters ever, you talk about the Leonard, you're talking about the Robinsons, you talk about the Durand, you talk about the Henry Armstrong, the Ezra Charles is the Muhammad Ali's, and I can fucking keep going. Yeah, it's like, bro, you can't compare those guys' resume who literally fought fucking everybody mm-hmm. to Crawford, which you know Spence is his biggest name. But there's an asterisk. Let's be honest. And there's that. a there's an asterisk on about three opponents. Yeah, and, four and and, and four. <laughs> and you guys, you guys could fucking hate, or you guys could call us haters or whatever. But I think we're calling it the most unbiased that we possibly can. Yeah, we're not we're not Tim Bradley. We're not Tim. We're not fucking Tim the dinosaur Bradley. But <laughs> yeah. but um, you know, it, it's like these fantasy fights, like Tyson Ali. You know, we remember there was so much talk about that. But let's just be honest. Like, I, and we're going skill for skill. We're not going. I'm speaking this unbiasedly. We all agreed, IQ wise, speed wise, defense wise, everything favors one fighter. One and I think you look at the chart. He only gets the punching power to get him I, into the fight. Yeah, if you go skill for skill, like you know, if we're doing like the ratings, this guy, you know, let's is say, it, if, is let's it say if there was like the video game ratings. Yeah, if it was a video game, you had like a, a ten point system. You'd get like defense for Floyd is a nine point five, and then you'd give him like a, for um, you know for yeah. power, you'd give him like a six, and then Crawford would get like an eight. But I think that if you do the math, you know, this fucking you know, uh, situation which is just based on opinion, then I think, yes, Floyd Mayweather has more points. And, and yes, I do think that he he, um, he outboxes uh, Crawford in a very hypothetical situation. Yeah, that, no, no, this is all hypothetical. That, that brings no, yeah. you know, validity. Even though anything. I admit it, I'm a homer. But I'm gonna, uh, no, I am. I'm a very, I'm a very much. A I'm a flomo. I'm, yeah, but Floyd Mayweather. 
My thing is, why hasn't nobody said, oh, would he beat Manny Pacquiao? That's the fight that I think I actually would want to see. I mean, that, that one's a little bit up in the air, too, but I think I'd favor Crawford. But the fact is... At this juncture, yes. Yeah. At, oh, at yeah. this juncture, skill for skill-wise, Crawford would beat Manny Pacquiao. I think skill for skill-wise, if we're going mathematical here, he can beat Floyd. Now, is he going to surpass Floyd? No. You know, you, you're going to compare Floyd Mayweather's resume to, to Terrence Crawford's mm-hmm. resume? There's not one fucking asterisk on Floyd Mayweather's resume. Look at, look at the early on in Floyd's career, who he was fighting earlier on in his yeah. career, and look at who Terrence Crawford is fighting in his career. Even in today's era, look at someone like uh, like Terrence Crawford early on in his career and look at Canelo early on in his career. Is it fair to say that Devin Haney has a better resume than Terrence Crawford at the moment? Yes, he does. He does, actually. I think, I think, think about at it, this yeah. juncture, if you compare them at their age, Ter- uh, Devin Haney is what, 23, 24? 24, I think. 24, 25. Uh-huh. He, he's not over 25. No, no, no. I think none of these guys we're gonna, that we're going to talk about right now, no. And, and I think his resume now is better than Terrence Crawford's resume when he was that yeah. age, so I'm not I'm not hating. I think I'm I'm fucking speaking. Fact At the end of the day, Crawford's career, I think everyone will have an opinion about his Crawford's career. Crawford's gonna have the same uh, situation that Floyd had. Mm-hmm. People will hate. People will will criticize. People will have reasons why not to give him credit. At the end of the day, the history books will write for him, and when he's gone, he'll be appreciated. Then, then when the yeah when time. Passes, then we'll know. But I'll say this: what will and we'll maybe win this like this, maybe another roundtable. If Spence comes back and again starts whacking motherfuckers, if. I think that will prove Crawford's greatness because they'll then that's how you'll be like, oh fuck, look because look at look at Floyd. Floyd right. destroyed Canelo, and it, Kenny Canelo went to go do what he did, mm-hmm. and of course, then everyone goes. Oh shit! Floyd was that good because look what he was able exactly. to do. That since then, no one's been able to do that to Canelo Alvarez till Bivol. So that's if that's a big if if he comes back and he whacks all these guys and this and this. If he and this. looks good, if Terrence Cro- if Errol Spence comes back and looks good and starts like looking good and has these great performances again, then Crawford then Crawford then Crawford's performance Crawford's win against him then looks, Crawford's even better. looks even better. It validates yep. it validates. How about this? What if it doesn't? Then then history will re- probably look at him as a guy that. Fought someone that was compromised. compromised, compromised fought yeah. a guy that was in and out. Fought two guys that were way past their prime, and then fought B, <laughs> C level fighters. Simple as that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, that's that's one hundred percent accuracy, right? That, yep. That's accuracy. Yep. Yeah, right. that's, uh, we finally agree on something. <laughs> Is it true? All right, there's the back uh, news. Still a little bit on the uh, Spence Crawford. Uh, Dan Refrio, he says that uh, the fight reportedly did six hundred fifty thousand pay per view buys. I agree. I kind of said that was going to be around the pay per view. Mm-hmm. I said half a million. Half a million. I said around half a million to. That's uh, how much they said. I, I didn't think it was a fight that was going to like, you know, transcend into like the Mayweather De La Hoya or any of those mm-hmm. pay per views. I just well thought, because they're not that. This big was of a stars. this was a this was a fight for the hardcore. To be honest with you, a little bit of casual, but that's because. Because I think they were hearing the word like, hey, yeah. how important is this fight? But, oh, yeah. dude, yep. look at the, Ronald. Ronald's like, hey, man, how important is this fight? I'm like, dude, you got the number one and number one B fighting each other. Like, it's yeah. fucking, it's like the Super Bowl here, bro. Yeah, like, well, you got, got the best fighters. It, it is, but I felt like, um, was this like the WrestleMania of uh, of matches or was it like a SummerSlam of matches? SummerSlam. SummerSlam. It was a SummerSlam, right? Well, but on paper, it was WrestleMania. It was, WrestleMania, it was a main right? event, <laughs> WrestleMania, but I felt like the event itself, like when you hear people clamoring about it, but because we've been calling for this fight as hardcore fans, for three, which we are. For four years, yeah. Which we are, but the general public doesn't even know who the fuck Terrence Crawford is. No. Now, now they probably, 
might know him a little oh, bit more yeah. because you know oh, yeah. you got guys like Stephen A. Smith <laughs> and uh, I know I know I, know <laughs> I don't even want to get into that I don't even want to get into I, that. The, the the world's greatest puncher but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see this but he's, he's doing it exactly the way that you, Stephen A. YouTube it folks you know oh, come doing. on Stephen <laughs> but but um but yeah I think this was a fight that a lot of the hardcore boxing fans that paid for including us because you know we support boxing yeah, yeah. this was a fight that you wanted to support because they gave us the fight that we've been calling for and it, by doing this it shows everyone everyone in the boxing world that we're no longer going to pay for this bullshit if it's bullshit we're not going to pay for it exactly and if it's great like this on paper we're going to pay for it if it's yeah. a fight that we want to watch then I'm willing to put in money yeah, and this yeah. was the type of fight that you wanted to put in money. Yeah, be, right? Do you guys agree? I fucking agree. <laughs> what else we got? The gate did twenty one million dollars right behind Davis versus Ryan Garcia, which they did twenty two point eight million. Oh wow! So gate wise, did they great? Gate wise, they very good. For I mean, in today's era where illegal streaming is like rampant, six hundred fifty thousand, maybe seven hundred thousand buys. That's it's pretty not, good. It's not. It's That's pretty good. good. It's pretty good. That's good. Yeah, I don't think it gets ever. I don't think you're going to see a million, yeah. unless like unless they're like. They transcend the sport like Tank and Ryan did. Those are the only time we're going to see a fight. When, oh, yeah. When, they're, uh, when even people outside the sport are talking about it. All right, be, be, be real what you got. What else? Also, the the weigh-in right that Friday. Um, did anyone see the video of Caleb Plant slapping the shit out of Charlo? <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw the video, but I don't know why it happened. I don't think they ever explained. I, so I, uh, heard, I, like, I heard that, I guess... Charlo was talking shit to his ex-wife. So I heard this was this was not Jermel. This was Jermel. Jermel, right here. He slapped Jermel. Everyone's saying it's Jermel. No, no, no. Jermel. No, but no. When it first came out, it was like, oh, he slapped Jermel. Okay. No, Jermel. And Jermel had to come out like, no, I'm not even there. I wasn't even there yet. I heard that Jermel's wife, Jermel's ex-wife was there. I guess they were talking shit. Caleb Plant came to interfere. Words were exchanged, and he fucking slapped him. Molly walked. Yeah, he just kind of took that slap. He didn't like everybody jumped in to separate him, but you see Charlo, he just like took it. He didn't try to retaliate quickly. Now, is it me or is Caleb Penn a real good antagonist for a fight? Because he antagonized Benavides, and we saw a hell of a fight. If Charlo Jamal comes back. Plant, I that's think a that's, fight. A, that's a fucking crazy that's a good fight. fight. Yeah. Especially that he could be like, "You slapped like a bitch, fool!" Like I took you, I took your punch. And plus, and plus, you have uh, a Cato Plan who's <laughs> already fought two of the best names in the division. So, I mean, that fight makes sense to, you know, for Jamal Charlo. And it's good hype. That's good. Hype. It's a good hype. You know, there's a story behind it. There's real fucking bad blood, and mm-hmm. there was no bad blood in this past fight, this past weekend. But this one, you could generally. You can generally probably you see build like the bad blood you could now. build like oh, yeah. genuine animos- animosity between the two guys. Yeah, that was a lot of shit. Well, I even heard that uh, fucking uh, Jermel's wife beat the shit out of Jermel's wife that's outside right. the parking that's lot. That's what I heard. Yeah, I saw the video. It was pretty, pretty fucking good. fucking toxic, guys. Huh? <laughs> what else you got, Barry? Uh, uh, I'll mention very quick. Uh, Felix Verdejo, he got he was found guilty. By the way, folks. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. yeah, sentencing will be in November. No one cares. Throw away the key. <laughs> Wait what? No way the key dude. He, he murdered a pregnant woman. Fuck he him. did actually. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. Well, boxing. Yeah. Fun to mention very quickly. Um, Jesus. Um, of course we mentioned a little bit, but yeah, Crawford says he's he now declared that he wants the char- the Jermel Charlo fight. He called him out. He called him out. Though he acknowledged a rematch with Spence to come in first in December, but I think we mentioned it. I don't think it's a smart idea that Spence to come back. But I do like the idea Crawford fighting Charlo, but. It's too fresh right now, so we won't I, we won't know again, what, what would happen. Charlo fights in September. That would mean he would have to then 
then double back, then double down to bat, not double yeah, down, drop down to one fifty four after being at one sixty eight. That's like Roy Jones fighting from heavyweight to light heavyweight. That's not yep. gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. Nah, I don't care what sports science says. You can't drop that much weight that amount of time. No, of course not. And then this one, I was like, what the fuck? Keith Thurman has accepted Clarissa Shields call out. Yeah, in an exhibition. Yeah, wear, only using his jab. Yeah, and he'll only use his jab. Like, it's it's publicity. Yeah, it is. It's I'm publicity like, from I mean, both she, fighters. She got a, I mean, Keith Thurman, he hasn't fought like in five years. So <laughs> he's kind of irrelevant at this point. Yeah, and and the fact that Clarissa Shields is coming out and trying to, you know. Because, yes, she has nobody. She's, she's the only fish. Yeah. She's the only fish in a small pond. And, you know, she just, uh, I don't. She, she's, I think she's right now at this moment and the sideshow fight business at the moment by saying this type of stuff. Yeah, it's stupid. Mm -hmm. If I'm her, I'm going to go on the road and start beating men. I would be surprised if she challenges Jake Paul. Did anybody forget? Well, did anybody forget that she had a little stint in the MMA world and she got fucking ground and pounded and nobody remembers that because because she stopped, yeah. Because she, yeah. So it's like, dude, just, just, to me it's like, stay in your lane. Even if you want a challenge, go to MMA. Against the other female division, right? That's, yeah. Don't, don't more competitive actually. Yeah, more way more competitive. There, there's a much bigger pool there, and I mean Keith Thurman, he's just I don't know. Like Keith, what? I think who's the rumor? Keith versus Ugas, I think is the next fight. Hey, right, Keith good. versus Spence at 154 could be the fight from comeback fight. Like uh, Spence yeah. can Spence can come back at 154 this year, and then fight a super, but fight the quote unquote big fight against Spence on paper. Yeah. As his comeback he, he fight, he could do that. Before. Yeah, that could be. I would a, love to see that. I have an option right there. I I also heard. I don't know if you were going to read this out right now, but people have been clamoring for Javante Tank Davis to take on Crawford. You I've heard something that like that. These are the same people that wanted Crawford. They want Tank to fight anyway. Anyway, <laughs> too. On, I know, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that. That's I was what, like, I was what reading the fuck? That. Tank said he would knock out Crawford. Oh, of course, he's going to say that. I of mean, course, yeah. Any fight, every fighter's going to say that. Right. Like, no fighter's going to be like, oh, I don't know if I can knock him out. Like, <laughs> I have not met right. one fighter that's humble enough to say, right? You know, not one. He's going to beat my ass. Nah, I don't want to fight him. He's going to beat my ass. <laughs> hey, Roley for suspense at 154. <laughs> Roly, Roly will take the fucking Spence, fight. Yeah, and Spence will fuck Ro- him up. Roly Poly, Roly Poly at yeah, one fifty four. He'll, fuck he'll him jump up. an entire division over the entire division. Roly needs to fight like Garcia or something. I was about to say that's the fight I do want to see. Roly against Ryan Garcia. If somehow Ryan doesn't get the fight against Pitbull since he called him out, yeah, he's not gonna get the fight against. Pitbull. He's not gonna get the fight. No, he's still with Delahoy. He's not gonna get it. Yeah, no. What's the next one? The WBC have now made Devin Haney the lightweight champion in recess as he's moving up to challenge WBC super lightweight world champion Regis Progre. Wait, next. they're not gonna make him the franchise champion? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Anyways, WBC plan to order Shakur Stevenson versus the highest ranked contender currently Vasily Lomachenko That's for the fight. vacant WBC lightweight world title, and will then offer Haney. The chance to fight the winner on a 50-50 split if he wants to return the lightweight after the progress fight, he which won't. I exactly, I'm like, he won't I think not. that's a great benchmark for Shakur Stevenson to really find out where he's at. Dude, even Shakur has a better resume than <laughs> 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 at the moment. But Valdez, right? <laughs> uh, that one guy, Herring. Yeah. He fought our uh, Conte Sal. Yeah, and okay. then he could, and if he fights Lomachenko, would have a way better resume than Terrence Crawford at the moment. Yeah. And he did say like that you might feed him to him. They might feed Lomachenko. Oh, we've to always said, that said that the goal is to feed Lomachenko to Shakur. But I think at this moment Shakur's going to get a big head and then want more money and then feel that you know what I think I'm better yeah, off. But, but if, if the fight, like everyone does, a top rank. If the fight comes to fruition, then you know the fucking <clears throat> uh, yeah. But after if he beats Shakur, the what Haney else? Fight, you got? 
Then then he moves up. Then move up to fucking fight Haney. We could do that. But well, yeah, Haney versus Progress is here Saturday, October 28th, Las Vegas. ESPN uh, announced that uh, just a week ago. So he's going to fight for the WBC against Progress. 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 Which, which I feel like he's going to beat him, but. Who? I feel like Haney's going to beat Progress. Well, that's a, that's that was easy picking from. He could have he had an easy picking to go Roly or to go fucking uh, or to go Prograde. Where's Tio? <laughs> I think Tio's neg- I think Tio's negotiating at the moment. He's oh, a free very agent. Quiet. He's been quietly very quiet. negotiating. I think yeah. I think he's negotiating. He said he wouldn't come back until he got a big fight deal. At this moment, PBC has a big, big war chest. You just had two of the biggest pay-per-view fights this year. They have a big wallet. You have a, at this moment, you had a big wallet. You're going to have the third, third best pay-per-view this year with Canelo Charlo. I think they have a big war chest to pay, and I think they might give them a fight at one, uh, a big uh, three, four fight deal. A, a, a fight at one forty. Yeah, I yeah. think or welterweight. He could even fight welterweight too. You think they're gonna? He's gonna go up to one forty seven. Oh, he'll want to. Who? Uh, Tio. Tio. Oh, he'll yeah, he'll eventually go up. I, th- yeah. I think he can move up. That might be the highest. If I'm PBC, I'm gonna try to tie up all these young guns to make these multi fight right. deals. Oh, wait, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try to tie them up. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to tie him up. I'm gonna try to tie him up. What's the next one? And the last one right here. <laughs> I mean, I, I can see where this is going. Francis Ngannou has now officially appointed Mike Tyson as one of his trainers for the Tyson Fury fight. Tyson will join Ngannou's camp and be in his corner on October 28th in Saudi Arabia. Uh, what was it? Uh, shout out to the Saudi. Shout out to the Saudi prince. <laughs> That's a lot of money. To, hey, hey! Congrats to Mike. He's making good money to basically send. Send someone to the slaughterhouse. Yes. <laughs> this is my Tyson. <laughs> you know, I think uh, Francis is one of the greatest fighters I mean, yeah. he, he, Everything he touches, he destroys. He kind of reminds me of me when I was young. I'm you you ever, you ever heard when they, they ask him, hey, Mike, tits or ass? <laughs> ass. <laughs> What's the math? Everybody knows the one ass. You know, I just like the fornicate. You have a fornicate? Fornic- <laughs> Would you like to? You shouldn't be talking. <laughs> You can't be talking. We're, we're imitating fighters now. Or yeah, I think we're. I think we're at this you moment. Know, I just like right. talking, like talking to you, and like to tell him no, like no. <laughs> Jesus, I, right, well, I, I want to be Earl Spencer. With. <laughs> Stop that cap. Right, you know, I, I, I feel like. Okay, I just got my ass beat by church book. I'm gonna go up to. 154. Come on, Dolly Malone. Is that the last? That's the last one right there. All right. Well, that was a good. Up- Damn, we did, it's an hour. I feel like we did longer than an hour. But it's an hour. Now yeah, we're yeah. just talking about one fight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, basically, yeah, it's basically yeah. what it was supposed to be. It wasn't a lot of news this week. No, nah, not really. No, not a whole bunch of fucking news. Nope. No, it was not a fucking a lot of news and shit. No, not really. But, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to call this uh, an episode. Gabe, I want to thank you for coming on, man. Yeah, man, thank you. I appreciate it, Appreciate always appreciate coming it, on with you guys. Yeah. To, Fuck yeah. Uh, to always shoot the shit, talk yeah. about some boxing. I can't wait for Whittier Fight Club, though. Oh, I, me too. I, I, I can't want, wait. I want that fight. I can't. I'm old. I, I was so excited when they announced that fight. I texted you like, "Damn, we're getting a fucking." The boxing gods are really blessing right. us now yeah. with these fights. So, I mean, it's a great time to be a fucking fan. Well, when is when is Danny Garcia versus Laura? That's a good fight. Actually. I don't think they made the announcement. I don't really. think so either. And I was gonna mention. I don't mean much to plug in, but I guess it's more like, oh, hey, like you know, it's this a is lot happening. of hearsay, right? Right, yeah. Isn't this weekend the the ridiculous Jake Paul versus? No one gives uh, a fuck. 
Exactly. No one gives a if shit. Have you noticed? No one's giving a fuck for this fight. No, huh? I don't see a lot of like. Well, it's the zone. It makes sense. That of course, not a lot of publicity, but no one really gives. A it fuck. probably already happened, and we didn't fucking, we didn't even notice. I was like, wait, right. there, there was uh, Jake Paul fought. Yeah, and that's the thing. You go from fighting a pro boxer and you take your first <laughs> professional loss. <laughs> Didn't he say that he might do that <laughs> to go to an MMA? And then the guy that beat the the, the YouTuber is going to fight another YouTuber in KSI. Yeah, because it's. I mean, somebody's buying it. I don't know who, but some the zone, the zone, the zone, the zone's in the circus fight. Somebody's buying. Watch, it. we're going to see Floyd Mayweather on the zone. He has been fighting on his own, hasn't oh, yeah, he, lately? He? No? He's been fighting he on... He fought uh, that exhibition, or... right? He fought the... Uh... No, he's been fighting on that one app. I forgot. Oh, okay. It's not BLK, Prime. Trailer? The... No, no, fuck. No, Trailer's no, no. Oh, fuck. No. Oh, my God. Hey, Broner said he might come back in November. Mm. Yeah, he did say that. He did say that. The founder of the Adrian Broner oh, Bank God. Club. <laughs> it's in the house. It's in the house. His B-Ray. B-Ray in the motherfucking house. That was a horrible event. Horrible event. Yeah. Well, you watch it. No. Fuck no. I would not watch that. I he should have sang. I don't know why he should have sang with Eddie Hearn. At least they could have fed him Connor Ben. I agree. And Connor Ben got licensed again, so he's yeah, back in the mix. He's back in the, back mix, in the yeah. mix at 147, 154. I think it was the 154. I think that long, I think long layoff is going to fucking hurt. I, what I want to see, and he mentioned it, I love the idea. I would love Broner to fight um, Ryan Garcia. Here's one fight I think I, I had to ask you about. Well, that's a good fight, but it's mm-hmm. whatever. Stan Yonis, Boots. Ooh. Make it happen. Make that make that fucking make it fight happen. happen. Stanley Onus versus Boots is actually right. the best fight to make a welter right now. So so if Connor Ben goes to one fifty four, then you're gonna have Virgil Ortiz at one fifty four, then you're gonna have Earl Spence at one fifty four, then you have Terrence Crawford at one fifty four, and you still have Tim Zoo at one fifty four, and you have this guy Mendoza. And you got Ugas. Yep. And you got Ugas. And maybe Jermel Charlo if he decides yeah. to st- if no. if he decides yeah. to stick around. So, I, think he's done. I mean, that's that's pretty exciting news, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's all the news. <laughs> that's all the news right there. Yeah. Exciting time to be a boxing fan. Oh, right yeah. This year. The best time that I can remember as a boxing fan and uh, I don't know how many years since I was like four years old watching fucking oh, boxing. Oh, same here. Same here. It's yeah, the most best time. Oh, yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for signing out. My voice is about to crack. <clears throat> there you go. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the JMB Ray Boxing Pod, where you guys get the latest and greatest in all boxing news. With your Fight Club, every time we have big main event time, we you can tune us into YouTube on the Rambling Network channel. We still got the stickers up right now. We got a special one dollar stickers. All you gotta do is uh, send us your address. We'll send you the pay uh, the the way you guys can pay us for the dollar, and we'll send you a sticker. We got a big uh, stock right now, so we can send it out to you. Be or anything else you want to add? Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will definitely do this again, too. Anything else, Gabe? Save this episode because a lot of <laughs> stuff is going to come true. You guys remember remember that I said it. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. I got Jake Paul winning. <laughs> what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This is all I got. This is all I got.